You're listening to the EVPA podcast, conversations with Europe's leading investors for impact. In this series of episodes, I'll be talking to the heads of impact funds about the challenges and opportunities of fundraising, investing, and managing capital. I'm Ryan Grant-Little. Thanks for joining. This is sort of a bonus episode. I was with my friend Joshua Haynes, who happens to be an impact fund manager, and I asked him if he'd like to hit record on our conversation. And so that's how we've made this podcast. And it's the first one in person. And although I've got a really fancy microphone, the sound quality didn't turn out great. So sorry about that. In this episode, I spoke with Joshua Haynes, founder of the Masawa Impact Fund, about everything to do with mental wellness, why an American is setting up a fund in Europe, and how to stay cool in the Berlin summer. Joshua Haynes is with me today. He runs Masawa Fund here in Berlin. This is my first interview in person. How exciting. And this is a new impact fund specialized on mental wellness. So first of all, Joshua, thanks for being here. Where does the name come from? What does Masawa mean? Thanks for having me. It's great to be here also in person. It's kind of weird to see how tall you are. (laughs) Um, And this is me sitting down. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Masawa is a derivative of the Arabic word al-Musawa. Which, is, which means equality. The underlying reason is because if we all have basic level of mental wellness, then we're able to have more equality. That's beautiful. That's really cool. And so why this topic? It's specialized on mental wellness. What's the range of mental wellness? What falls into that, into that bucket and why this topic? Primarily coming out of my own personal experience with mental health issues that I've had my entire life. When I got to a point and understood really how to best take care of myself mentally, I became aware of the huge crisis that we're in, even before the COVID pandemic. Mm -hmm. Mental illness costs 4.2% GDP equivalents in the EU, that's 600 billion euros a year. It affects everyone or everyone who knows someone, from dementia, schizophrenia, depression, anxiety, loneliness, the whole range. Is something that is still stigmatized, that we can't as a society yet talk about. But if you look on the flip side, the opportunities, the innovations are also growing rapidly. Not just the emergence or re-emergence of aspects like Eastern traditions, Vedic aspects, psychedelics, machine learning, technology, and the sense of community needed to really help us be our best selves. I noticed that there was really a mismatch in the size of the problem and the size of the opportunities Mm -hmm. and looked at, well, where is the compassionate funding that's going to this? Because having worked previously in microfinance and having been a social entrepreneur myself, I knew that oftentimes the capital funds going into help the innovators and these innovations was usually tied directly only to financial outcomes. And this power dynamic that we have when an investor is pressuring entrepreneurs to only return funds really sets up a caustic relationship in terms of the mental wellness of the founder and their organization. And so for us as an impact fund, where our carry is definitely tied to reaching the co-created impact goals, is looking at everything that is along the horizontal spectrum from the mind-body connection education. There's a whole area of nutrition and media aspects that are coming to the fore where people are able to take better care of themselves and each other. And then all the way also to determinants, the social determinants of mental health. Where we live, the air we breathe, the urban space that we occupy, the food we eat, that those are all have contributing and scientifically proven effects on how we are. And you're setting this up in Berlin. You're an American. 
You've been living here with your husband and kids for, I think, about three years. Are there business reasons for being here? I also know that you have an emotional connection to Germany. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yes. So Germany, specifically in Europe in general, when it comes to impact and really socially driven entrepreneurs, the ecosystem is robust and there are so many opportunities here. And so we look at specifically in the US, of course, where I'm from, the insurance system is quite complicated, especially for, for startup companies. Now we're looking at investing in, in pre-seed seed and series A companies. In Europe, it's much more flexible for those companies. Germany is special to me. After I was able to leave my traumatic childhood, I won a scholarship to come to Germany to study as a congressional uh, Bundestag scholarship recipient. And so Germany was the first home for me that I had had, where I was in a family that was a more nuclear family. And so Berlin is exciting because of what's happening on the sustainability side, the impact side, and I think the vibrancy and the diversity that you get in Europe is phenomenal. Are you seeing deal flow in mental wellness in Berlin and Germany? Berlin, Germany, and Europe at large. Now, we're planning on investing in 70% Europe. And so you have the UK, which is, is booming. I think Corona has definitely accelerated the number of startup founders wanting to come and focus on this specifically because of personal reasons. And we also see that a lot of the research that has been going on for years and years are starting to come out of universities. There's also the, the laying on different layers of technologies and neuroscience aspects that is very exciting here in Europe. You're sort of a first-time fund manager, but at the same time, kind of not, because you worked with USAID, you were on secondment, I think, in Sweden, and, and ran a fund, not purely investment, but grant-making fund also, just short of $200 million. How does that experience translate to what you're doing in the South? First, being able to take a holistic or systemic view about structuring the fund and how we're going forward. You know, when I was a diplomat in the Obama administration managing this portfolio, as you mentioned, a rather large portfolio, we were able, we had the ability to construct it where it wasn't just us in isolation working on the programs, but being able to bring other actors, philanthropy and other governments, including the Swedish government, together to really make sure that more value was created from the fund that we were investing. Yes. Things like due diligence and program management are important skills that kind of tie over. But I think you know, this experience previously really did give me the inability to only focus on being a traditional impact fund that isn't looking across the aisle in all the sectors. Because let's be frank, most of the money that's going into mental health is either coming from governments, is coming from philanthropy, very little is coming from the traditional venture capital that is increasing. And in order to get over the mental health crisis, we have to knock those in. I love the term you talk about, not just deploying capital, but also nurturing it. And you, you made reference to this a little bit earlier. It's sort of the dissonance that happens with these shorter funds and the traditional venture capitalists that I'm um, having, you know, started venture funded companies myself. <laughs> I know the rigmarole of a lot of times it's about developing the entrepreneurs and wanting to work together. But when it comes down to it, anything less than getting burning out your entrepreneur within five years or however long the fund is, is considered leaving money on the table for a lot of VCs. I've experienced that personally. So what's different with Masawa? What does it mean to nurture rather than just deploy that? As a mental wellness impact fund, if we're not focused primarily on the, found, the well-being of the founder, we're hypocrites. Too often, as you mentioned, investors ignore the operational risk of not focusing on the human factor. Most, depending on the statistics you look at, but a lot of the core reasons for startup failure is because of some human capital factor. So our investment thesis is by nurturing the capital, which for us is maximizing social impacts, 
Uh, we have an impact partner on board whose uh, sole focus is, is looking on using data and measurements to be able to maximize the external impacts of the social impact and then the internal impact. So maximizing the social impact, maximizing the founder well-being, and then maximizing the organizational health allows companies and organizations a better chance to not only get to that next funding round, but to have the exits or the prediction of whatever the scenario is. And it also is important for companies to have holistic approaches to organizational health because employees are starting to demand it. Younger generations, they want to be tied to a purpose and a vision. And as an impact fund, we also realize that these purpose-driven entrepreneurs have an extra burden that they're carrying on their shoulders, which is their, their impact focus. And so by us being their partner and providing them really a nurtured plan, whether it be coaching, whether it be crushing developments, there's a whole suite of, of options that we have really bespoke towards each organization, we're able to ride with them. That's a really interesting approach. And so that, I mean, that sounds like, I mean, that's some additional work from your side also working with the ventures. But how are the ventures reacting to what are they saying? As the only mental wellness impact fund, we have ventures knocking down at our doors and saying, please, I need this guidance. I'm having this issue. There's this aspect. I really want to be able to have someone walk me through and be that psychological support that I need. Yes, I understand from other funds, the co-investors, that I'm going to get the business aspect. I'm going to get the marketing, the HR. Yes, Ms. Alvin can it too. We have quite robust networks, but really our focus, ensuring that they're okay as humans isn't seen as such a, a unique aspect. What we've also seen is that other funds are now coming and saying, hey, this is a great approach. I see how this can help reduce the failure of my startup. So what can we maybe do together? And what about the other side of the ledger? So do you, you're raising between 15 and 30 million euros. Where does that number come from? What's the reaction been so far from potential investors? So we are technically a first-time emerging fund. We have incredible experience in the impact on the social world. We've now built up the team that also includes significant experience in traditional investments. But as a first-time fund, we're really proving this, this hypothesis that nurturing capital leads to better outcomes. And so a 15 million fund size is enough to be able to have the data points that we need. And to really also start having the open conversations uh, that we have really the power that we're at the table and having the conversations about the importance of mental wellness as a society and as, as first founders. Investors, LPs, especially those we're finding next-gen asset managers or allocators are incredibly enthusiastic about the holistic approach because they see that we can't just write a check and walk away. This, is, this issue is much bigger than any one company can solve. And so they're very interested and excited about partnering with us. That said, mental health, the stigma still exists you know, in a lot of family offices, and a, a lot of people personally have a hard time talking about their familiar issues. Um, and so, but for the investors that we are working with, they have a personal relationship or they see that the, the, the value of it. You talk about building a more systemic fund than usual. Is this what you mean, the way, the way you're working with the entrepreneurs? Sure. What is that? So I think it's looking at also trying to set the right balance of, of power. So we as investors have the power. We are exploring various options might not be in this fund, but in, in future funds, of setting up some type of reseed program so that if we do our job well, then founders at some point have, a, have had a successful company, but they're able to potentially reinvest part of that into Masawa, a Masawa liquidity pool or something else that we work with uh, to change that dynamic. And so we're seeing them as, as really the, our future investors. 
that's just one of the many things that we're looking at in terms of creating a sustainable. I think it's really important to call that out. And it's one of those moments of the first thing you do to solve a problem is to recognize you have a problem. I see this a lot in the foundation space, for example, or the philanthropic space in general, always talking about working at eye level, you know, with people. But in the end, there's always an imbalance for the people who have the money, for the people who need the money to put it to work. I think a lot of times, even if it's well-meaning and the intentions there, it's disingenuous to talk about this eye level, not recognize that balance. So I think that's a really important point that we bring up. What are some of the types of interventions, um, organizations that you're seeing right now that you're really excited about, maybe personally? There are a whole suite of them. A company who has built therapeutic game designs for games for children. And it's not just that children are downloading this on, from the app store to deal with their stress or anxiety uh, or emotional uh, issues. There's a whole um, systems approach to bringing in the clinicians, educators, and parents together to have a, a whole sick approach for the children. It has really good data. Another company is an approach that helps you manage uh, your problematic smartphone usage. Who isn't addicted to doom scrolling? <laughs> uh, I got to get off of the problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just keeps going and going. But using cognitive behavioral therapy tricks, it's really the, the organization is being a Trojan horse that once you can manage your usage of your smartphone, that opens you up to be able to address maybe more controversial or problematic areas. It's funny. LinkedIn um, is really insidious in some ways. And it's the only social network that I'm really on. I, I have a Twitter account, but, <laughs> but I'm on, on LinkedIn. Sure. It triggers this kind of envy center in me in the weirdest ways, though, where I go on it and someone says, you know, humbled and thrilled to be named vice president of sales for commercial insurance for the Midwest. And I'm like, all of a sudden, I'm so jealous. And they're like, why am I jealous? What is this? And you're scrolling through and just all these accomplishments. It triggers some kind of like envy center, I think. This is another reason why focusing on mental wellness now is so crucial, because as more and more of the world is being connected, it's going to become an even larger problem that really prevents us as a society from coming together and solving the other seemingly intractable problems. I was surprised to hear that you mentioned in, in another podcast that Generation Z, Generation Z for Americans, what do you call it, is the loneliest generation, which I think probably doesn't scan for people kind of automatically, especially Xennials or, or Millennials. We wouldn't assume that. And we assume that because they're so connected online, they're never alone. Sure. What's happening there? Is this, is this a whole tsunami of mental health issues coming down the pipe? Yeah, so I think there's part of that, the increased addiction or need to replace those basic feelings of safety, security, love by something on the screen, by someone else, by perpetually showing how great your life is or thinking that everybody else's life is better. There's also after COVID, 30% of people who survived COVID have increased psychological issues. And so uh, the wave is coming, it's going to cost us more. Just getting back to the fund itself for a second. So you have a longer horizon for your investments. What do exits look like? We want to deploy a full range of instruments that really meet and match with the, the founder and the company's need. So many are traditional, looking at being acquired by other organizations, by other platforms, by larger companies, started with pharmaceuticals, insurances, et cetera. Some are interested in steward-owned, where they, uh, the company won't, won't sell, but we'll, um, either through the equity side, um, be able to get a, a, a return based on up to a max, or if we do a debt uh, instrument, something akin to revenue, pretty flexible for that. This is a, a 10-year fund. It's long, but it's not incredibly long. That also is important for us 
and serving the founders and making sure that it's not we're not just doing a traditional equity because that's what everybody does. I was talking to a, a new fund in, in Canada last week, and it's a 12 to 15 year fund. And I said, what's one of the biggest concerns that you have from potential investors? And they said, a lot of them are worried that they're going to be dead by the time it pays out, which I guess the longer fund is, and, and depending on the age of the investors is a, is a consideration. <laughs> um, and, and what about, are you thinking a lot about ticket sizes, um, deal sourcing, these kinds of things? If there's someone who is listening right now who runs a mental well-being organization and they're now chomping at a bit to get in touch with you, what should they know? So our ticket size is for the first investment. On average, 344K. It's a very nice round number. <laughs> Can you be more specific? And most of the tickets that we're writing are for seed for a number of reasons. Mainly also because really, if we're going to help companies nurture their organizational health, we need to be there from the very beginning before a lot of the organizational culture things are set. It is crucial that the founders are one of the core aspects of the company is focusing on increasing mental wellness. So it doesn't have to be a meditation app. That, that is one of the intended outcomes. Also, second, the founders have thought a little bit about their impact, impact model. It's not on vogue to present impact models alongside financial models. And that's something, of course, we can help out with. But we also are looking for that systemic approach, not just that the meditation app for group X is going to do that forever, but really from the very beginning, understand how the company fits in to a larger vision of the company and the potential for it to grow and change over time and the flexibility to do so and the adaptiveness required, but also how it fits into the larger society, which is the most promising companies that we're seeing are able to do that quite easily. Other than entrepreneurs listening right now, there are probably some first-time fund managers going through the same journey that you're going, all the ups and downs, um, talking about um, mental health, setting up a a new fund. It's a huge roller coaster. What advice do you have for them? Make sure that you have your mental health kitchen cabinet, the people that you can go to when you're at your wit's end and you don't know how this problem is going to be solved to help pull you out of that momentary morass that you found yourself in. That's helped me profoundly as the founder of this entity to really be able to get the assistance I need when I need it. Second is talk about it. One of the best ways to get over the mental stigma issues is to be more open and more vulnerable. That is also helpful for your investees in whatever area that you're investing in, because we all have mental health. It helps to show the human side of you. And I think third is uh, yeah, perseverance, understanding really what your unique value add is in the system. And they are not just copying and pasting something you've seen elsewhere. I think especially in this, in the European impact funds model, that a lot of that is certainly needed. And what are the next six months look like for you and Masala? So we're looking at having our first close in the next six months. Congratulations. It's been a ride and it'll be exactly the way it needs to be. This journey isn't linear. Some things take months whole and more, and then some things take seconds. That is a big component. And also really getting off the ground, the, the nurture capital, being able to work with others to help them nurture capital. An important aspect in all of this is a lot of the data. We don't really have good data on purpose-driven startup founders and what are the, the various variables that leads to success and improved outcomes. And so part of the work we're doing at Mesawa is being able to collect that. Yes, we know startup founders are twice as likely to have depression, three times as likely to have addiction issues, twice as likely to have suicidal ideation. That is just a few data points that we have to understand what really makes what makes us tick. 
my last question with these podcasts is always a tip about the city that you live in, which happens in this case to be the city we both live in. And now we can travel again for the most part. We'll see how things go. But for anyone who's listening, who's planning a trip to Berlin, what's your number one tip? Get out to the lakes. There are so many amazing lakes close to Berlin, inside of Berlin, quick driving distance. Being in nature, of course, is good for our mental wellness. But it's also a great way just to relax and do something that isn't traditional on the tourist. But yeah, and it's one of the few cities where you can take the subway to a lake. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You can find out more about EVPA at www.evpa.eu.com, including information on its training academy and how you can become a member. This series of podcast episodes is part of EVPA's Impact Funds initiative. Remember to subscribe to this podcast to hear our next episodes with Impact Fund leaders. Thanks to Martin Blom and Jack White for making this episode possible.